I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. <laughs> I got a gun, too. And I ain't the only one. One day somebody's gonna get up on a rooftop and they're gonna start picking you little bastards off. One by one by one. You gonna do something? Ain't you gonna ball like all the other little piss ants? We'll do something, damn it! again to Sin V Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Hill, and uh, with me this time around is uh, the host of the Who Filmed This Shit Podcast, uh, Mr. James Cox. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Gary, and it's nice to be here. That's uh, great to have you, sir. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Just in case folks don't know who you are, I see you all over my Facebooks and stuff, and uh, always yes. supporting the shows and stuff, and I appreciate that. Um, oh, t- tell the folks. I'm always winter. Yeah, for sure. Tell the folks uh, what your show's all about and what you're all about. Oh, basically, I just I review films online and on, on the show, on the podcast, when I get around to doing it. I've been off the show for about a month now, but I'm going, hopefully going back to it tomorrow. I basically review films on the show and, and I basically try to, um, to do an alternative take on films. I've tried to praise ones that everyone hates. And, and um, if I don't like a film personally, I'll, I'll happily say it. If I personally do like one, I actually prefer some in some cases actually like films that most people probably think were complete think of complete rubbish over the years like Halloween 2 I personally think that's an amazing film from the 80s the 80s Halloween 2 not the Rob Zombie not the Rob Zombie one <laughs> the proper Halloween 2 films just to me that's something that's something that's, that's the best Halloween after Halloween 3 and a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but that's, that's what the show's about, really. It's about me talking about films that I personally get, uh, personally, um, well, I personally like myself. It's just called, as I always say, it's just personal opinions. Nobody has to agree with me <laughs> on anything. Oh, I understand. Too. I, I like lots of movies that a lot of folks don't like, so I, I'm right with you with yeah. that. Yeah. And I also, I also dislike a lot of films that people love, so yeah. and people despise me for that, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, just the personal opinions. Just for, I never call myself a critic, so you know it's just uh yeah, it's just how I feel at the time, or you know, 
<laughs> the way it hit me at, at, at a certain point in my life, like, okay, I don't need to watch this ever again. And, you know, just get, get, get out of here, man. Get out of here, curtains. I'm talking to you, curtains. You know, that's re- that's the recent <laughs> one, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> they're, they're like an Eddie that shits the bed. I'm like, okay, I don't even, never need to watch you ever again, you know. Uh, oh, Kurt, so Curtis didn't do it for you. It, it did it for 95% of the film until the end. <laughs> and then it's oh it like, uh, whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> how that's how I felt about that remake recently. Um, the one with the um the one with the girl with the uh, mask over his head, Talent Village Sundown. Mm-hmm. That's it, the remake of that. The last five minutes goes in. Well, I can't, I'm not going to try and give it away to anyone who hasn't seen it. But the last five minutes completely ruined the film for me. That's all fine. I thought, fuck this. Really pissed me off. <laughs> oh, I understand, man. I, I, I can name, like, classic films that are, that are like that that just, yeah, it's good all the way through, and all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shits, it, shits all over it, right at the end. Oh, boy. But uh, uh, I've, And I've seen films that um, have decent endings. The rest of the films were complete shit. And then it has a decent ending. Yeah. And I, fit, I sit there and think, what the fuck can the rest of the film be like that? <laughs> but no. <laughs> Still. Yes, sir. I asked my, all my guests this. Uh, have you watched anything really good lately? Have you watched anything really bad lately? Oh, good point. Uh, anything really bad? Well, pop, pop, basically the end of the last five minutes of that bloody movie that sounds really Sunday. It's a definite bad bad point. Uh, really good. I saw. I did watch today, fun enough. The, the I saw all three Village of the Dam, Village of the Dam movies because we're talking about these like well, one of them later. Mm-hmm. But um, the, I saw the um, Children of the Damned, and I still think that's the best of the best of the three. Easily the best, hands down, the best of the of the three movies I saw today. For, for the, from the Children of the Damned sort of things. Uh, that's okay. And I saw Cujo because we're talking about it as well. Which is because I love we can go about go about that later because I love Cujo. Uh, as a, that's a, that's a, the rest of it. At the moment, I haven't really seen anything that bad lately, apart from that. Uh, no, not that, not that I personally would go, go for anyone at the moment. How about yourself? Uh, is there anything that's blown in one way? Or blown you away? Well, since the last time, of course, it's been a while. So I, I could say that yeah. I saw Zombievers and it was excellent. Oh, I've got a copy of that. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's a great 77 minutes and, you know, it doesn't does wear out its welcome. 77 minutes? That's, that's excellent. That's all it is. And it, it, you wonder, like, is this going to happen in the film? Like, I wonder, you know, if... Uh, yeah. If there's the, the zombie ever bites somebody, what's going to happen to that person? And then it happens, and then it's magical. You know, so. <laughs> awesome. It's, it, is, it is quite wonderful. So I, I, Sounds like a good one to go with Wolf Cop. Yeah, I, believe. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see that too, though. Yeah, I've got another copy as well. I've just got, I'm going to try and double bill them. Because these are the types of films sound like the sort of films to double bill, you know, Wolf Cop and then Zombiebers or Zombiebers, then Wolf Cop. Because mm-hmm. these sound like sort of weird kind of films to watch on a Sunday, maybe. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I watched Rad for no good reason, that BMX film from the 80s. Oh, shit. Because it's directed by <laughs> Hal Needham and I had it on my computer. And, you know, it's it's still... Oh, yes. The shots of the film are really, really good. I mean, but the, the, the yeah. plot is yet to desire, but it's a, it's a BMX film from the 80s, so I can't really complain about a plot in a BMX film from the 80s because if you're looking for, you know, intricate character designs and, you know, great script writing and great everything, you're not getting none of that in that movie, but you got <laughs> you got great direction mm. from Hal Needham because he got, he got the shots that he wanted, and it really, it really showed in the film – that if you were into that BMX culture and the BMX, you know, all that, all that good stuff, that you might really enjoy that film. 
because he got some he got some great sh- he got some great shots on there of the the, the stunts themselves with the bikes. Sounds like an old like BMX bandits. I suppose it was an old one. I've got I've got my list. I've got a C two C movie. So that I had read to it as well. Then. Okay, yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, as far as bad, uh, I haven't seen. I haven't watched a whole lot lately. You know, movie. Yeah, I know. I know. Same here. <laughs> It's like, ugh, watching stuff for shows kind of burns me out a little bit, and then just, you know, yeah, ve- yeah. veg out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, besides that, we'll go right into our uh, our film discussion here. We'll start with uh, okay. your film, which is uh, Cujo. Yes, yes. And uh, we'll get right into that right after this trailer for Cujo from 1983. Nothing lives in the imagination is more frightening than the terror that lives in Castle Rock, Maine. from 1983 is a plot synopsis. It's a Stephen King story, of course. Yes. A friendly St. Bernard named Cujo contracts rabies and conducts a reign of terror on a small American town. That's kind of cheap, actually. Now, I, I what I would have called this film was Stuck in My Pinto with You, you know, because that's what the last half of this film oh, is yes. all about, you know. <laughs> well, if you were stuck in a pinto with the gorgeous... um. Like the lady who's in the film, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't certainly be complaining, but you know, that's me. <laughs> if you were stuck in a pinto with an emaciated Danny Pintaro, I don't know, man. He he looked a little rough there, you know, towards the end of this movie. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the plot line that that you know the, the plot synopsis that IMDb gives you is kind of kind of weak because he kind of just terrorizes this one cottage and this one house. Yes, yes, that is true. I did see. I watched the film today. I haven't seen it in a few years. I will admit, I did see some major flaws in the movie. It's because I, I guess it's because I do a podcast now, so I've actually started to notice things and what. Oh, I, I, I didn't notice. I'm that. not going to stab the film with a heart or anything. It's just. Oh no, no. But the whole the whole thing. No, no. Mm. It's it's a good movie. This is this is a cl- the classic. You know, it gives you everything. I guess you want and you don't want in a film, which is a, a lot yeah. a whole lot of soap opera. And then at the end, oh, yes, <laughs> you get that, yes. that that whole lot of you know dog violence that you want in the film. Yeah, that's true. But the- you do get there's a small body count. There's normally people do get killed, but a few do. It's not like um just one person. It's about I think three altogether. Kujo kills. Yeah, I think so. That's that sounds about right. Yeah, about three. 
But um, yeah, the 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 the, um, the soap opera is basically the D Wallace character. Yes, she's cheating. She's cheating on her husband with the brawny paper towel man, and uh, which is hilarious. She, <laughs> yeah, and that that's her soap opera in the film. And, you know, the, the, that's the whole deal. And the, the the father is like a ad agent or something like that, and that that's that's happening. And it's 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 like watching a soap opera. You know, for for that part of that film. Oh yeah, I did notice that when I saw it again today. And, and I, I, know, and I know you need the human condition in there. You need like you know like the characters and all that stuff, but. They they took it a little too yeah. far. Like, hey, you know, I bet I can still beat you at tennis and all this crazy, <laughs> worthless scenes like that. You know, and what was the point of that? Like, yep, yeah, I'm a better man than you are. I'm gonna go and fuck <laughs> your wife. No, it's just, <laughs> oh man. Well, <laughs> hey, your, your perspective, sir, please. <laughs> uh, my perspective is simply the cute. Well, I'm a dog person anyway. I love dogs. I love dogs too, I've yes. got a dog myself. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, Cujo's obviously. You see, actually, there's my dog now, just g- g- giving us a quick, quick appearance. Um, basically, Cujo's just a lovable, a lovable dog, obviously. And apparently, the dogs, the dogs themselves were so. Was during the film of the film, the dogs were so friendly to friendly to the cast and crew. They couldn't, they couldn't um, fly. They had to tie the dogs, dogs, dogs' tails, tails, just so they stop wagging all the time. Barely, because obviously you're supposed to see Cujo as a vicious animal, not, um, not a happy, friendly-to-go-lucky creature. Um, Stephen King was so, was so, um. We're so um high on drunk drinking drinking drugs while writing the book. He doesn't even remember even writing it at the time apparently because he was a he was a major alcoholic back in the day, mm-hmm. which is quite I've always found quite interesting. As for the film itself, well, D Wallace, D Wallace, for somehow she dropped the stone from her name by then because it used to be D Wallace Stone. She dropped it just to D Wallace for some reason. I don't know if this is her decision or not, but I noticed that during the credits. Uh, I just love the film. I've always have done. It was. It used to be shown on BBC One, you know, in the UK and BBC One back in the day. Uh, but every, all the time, it was on. But it was at least once or twice a year, back in the day. When back when they used to put decent films on TV. It's how I saw the film, by the way. Back when they used to put decent films these days. It's all reality show junk. And it was, you know, melting our brains. Well, for those who watch it, personally, I just do what you do. Watch some stuff. I still clear of that and just watch the stuff we like watching. Um, but Cujo's basically. But Cujo basically hit me, hit me right between the eyes straight away because the way it was about his dog, and secondly, well, a rabid dog, and of course the the, the second half of the movie is very interesting to me, where they're basically there's the two cat two characters basically stuck in that car and they can't get out because that damn girl's girl's basically going to kill them if they if they step out of the car. To me, that's interesting and scary. It'd be scary for me if I was stuck in that situation. But I will admit the dog itself, the dog is got some kind of weird fixation with not killing them. I've lost count. When I was watching the film today, I lost count how many times that dog, that fucking St. Bernard, 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 Bernard could have killed them. I lost count how many times that she got out of the car and he could have killed her. Or that he smashed a car window and he could have killed them. He could have easily got in that car and killed them so many times. He even, once they even, the kid has to go take, has to go take a piss because he's stuck in the car so long. Yes. He goes and does, does that. And the, the dog's just fucking stand lying there, watching. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's like any... you're talking about the, the dog is quite docile. You know, he they, they yes. had trouble, I guess, getting reduced stuff or whatever. But you know, yes. when it was time to take care of business, there was that one. I think one of the best jump scares in '80s film is you know when they they trick you basically. They they had that great camera shot of what you think is Cujo walking towards the open door of the car with D Wallace's leg hanging yes. out, and then all of a sudden he's 
pops up on the other side of the car. Like you, you would, you didn't see, you yeah. didn't see it coming. If, of course, if you haven't seen the film before, I've seen the film before. But you know, <laughs> that that first time will would scare you. You know, and uh, yeah, that that shot, and you know, the shot with yes. Cujo is just. He's all messed up. He, he's killed like two people. Oh, it looks awesome, by the way. The, ma- the makeup on the dog is awesome. He looks, he really does look all fucked up. He's going basically. I saw the blue one. Right? People forget that this dog is like, it's like a man sized dog. My, my uncle had a yes. uh, St. Bernard yes. mixed with a bull yep. mastiff. Mm-hmm. Monster, you can ride that dog. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it, you know, this dog finally figured out. It, it, it's funny because I, I have small dogs at the house. And yeah. I have two chihuahuas who think they're big dogs. <laughs> and it's, I think all chihuahuas think they're big dogs. And then this this dog, who is a big dog, forgets how big he is and how strong he is. Yeah. Until he finally yeah. decides to go ramming speed into that car. Because <laughs> it's that's like because the fucking phone rings. It's, it's just a it's, it's a just phone. a pinto, man. You know, the, mm-hmm. he finally figures this out, and you know, it, it took him like that's a guess. He, <laughs> the, the last forty five minutes of this film take place either in cutaway scenes again with more soap opera. Or them oh, for shit. them in this yes. or in them in this car again more more throwaway scenes with the with the brawny paper towel man him just cutting up pillows in their house and shit for no good reason you know and yeah that could that scene could have been tightly could be cut out easily there's, there's no need for it I know the film would have just been an hour then you know an hour of you know exposition. that's true that's true uh, car car breaks down go down the road you go get it fixed and then Cujo pops out. <laughs> And then the film's an hour and fifteen minutes, and then you might not have much of a film, but you know, there's there's a lot of so that that's so popular that it could have been cut out of the film, but just not. Uh, oh, easily. Oh, yeah. That that's a guy didn't think about nothing but this is um, I I thought that David Keith was in this movie, but he's in Firestarter, yes. but this guy looks a lot like David Keith, so that that threw me <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got a nice uh, convertible. She's riding that. That yellow hoopty pinto that doesn't start and stuff and oh oh yes yes they'll clinch the car stop it starts for a while and then stops again yeah that clinch that is in the film that's convenient <laughs> and she turns to the camera or the dog and says fuck you dog before the car stops out so you know gotta have that clinch of swearing at the dog beforehand everything, everything um, with the dog was gold I gotta say though mm, yeah. Yeah, I love the dog. The dog's the dog's star of the He's film. Star of the film, yes, indeed. And mm. You would hope the dog is good in the film, you know. Yeah. Even when he's just lying about, is it's almost like he's just he's like lying in a wait, you know, like yeah. Yes. Open that door again. Ch- try again, bitch. You know, try again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, tired yeah, of trying to go answer this phone constantly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which uh, I've, I've I've always guessed that the, the, the people ringing on the phone are basically the um. Mother and the son from earlier, who just disappear. By the way, yes. there's no ending to them. They ne- they never come back. There's no in- there's no final scene where the kid comes back to find that his dad's been killed by his his rabid pet dog. Well, he, well you know, he killed a few other people as well, kid. So you know, that, none, none, of, none of that happens. They just disappear. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah, you know, always found that a bit before. That's a bit old. Yeah, is there a reason why they even left? Like, I couldn't even tell you why why they left. Because Dad was just a prick or something, or uh, oh, he's a prick for sure. Yes. But, but uh, oh yeah, he's actually a good character because he's such a prick. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, but the reason they leave is because um, she wins the lottery. Oh 5, yes, five thousand. Yeah, five thousand pounds on the lottery, and I was so proper clinch. 
and she bugs off. She but she takes it. She says she buys something for him, and she says, "Well, I've given you a present, and you give me you give me you give me one." And, he, and the present was to her going to see her sister for a week with her son. So that's how they bug off. But as I say, once again, they just disappear. They never come back. No. Which is but, 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 but then again, they're only gone for like four days because the, uh, the, the, the whole yes. span of the film takes place within like five days. Yeah, because they're, they're they're stuck in that car with, with for at least three of with them. <laughs> nothing to eat, nothing to drink. Yeah, and she's all nonchalant when the boy starts hyperventilating and stuff. You know, <laughs> yes. Like, he's hungry, man. He's thirsty. He got nothing to do. They, she puts him in the back window of that shit Pinto, the yeah. hottest point of that entire car. He has nothing <laughs> yeah. to drink whatsoever. He's just like, you know, this is like the worst mother on the planet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then she finally decides to sack up when, you know, Johnny Law comes to visit the, the oldest, fattest cop they could find. Oh, yes. Yes. And of course, this, this guy's going to bite it. You, you know he's going to. Indeed. And then she decides it's finally time to take care of business because she sees this bat that she's seen sitting on the ground about 30 minutes ago in the film. Yeah. 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 The same bat the kid had been using when he first, well, only in the film as well, but still. Ugh. So yeah, she she gets that and she starts wailing on our 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 hero Cujo. I guess you would call him our hero because he's the only dis- well he's a hero. He's the only discernible character in this whole film. <laughs> I said I said it once. I say again. He's the star of the film. He is. Without without this dog, there wouldn't be a film. <laughs> Simple as that. I wouldn't be praising it like I do. Oh, Although, he's the only he's the only one excuse. Let's put it this way: he gets he gets the rabies. He's killing these yes. people, but he has no idea why. So, yeah. it, it, yeah. in a sense, it's not Kujo's fault. He can... No, it's not. It's the rabies. It's, it's the rabies, it's the rabies man. Yeah. It's not, the, it's not the Kujo's fault. So, you got D, D. Wallace, who's, <laughs> who's a shit, shit wife, but apparently a shit mother, too. <laughs> yes. You got this kid who's constantly afraid of everything. And it, I, I love that, 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 that pan around shot when the father's uh, conveniently having the nightmare. Like maybe yeah. my wife and kid are, or my my wife and my emaciated son are stuck in this pinto in the middle of nowhere, and I happen to know this because I'm clairvoyant apparently. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he just up gets it. Comes, he pulls out his ass. It's like, well, gotta go. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's classic Stephen King fashion. Though, like, I, I had a premonition, so now I have to go save the day. Uh, I'll have Dick Halloran in The Shining, and, and that didn't work out too good for him. You know. Oh no! Oh hello! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, apparently, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so, okay. Apparently, I was just reading a bit of trivia. Apparently, Dee Wallace went on record saying she hoped she'd never see another Pinto in her life after the film had finished. No, oh, I don't know how long they were actually in that Pinto for, but I'd imagine it had to be like 100 degrees out there or something. And oh god, yeah, you can tell that she's really going for it in that film. She really um. She actually really acts like she's um really st- where it's trapped in a real shitty situation. I always thought she was a good actress, anyway. To tell the truth, I don't know if you do. I don't know if you think that. And I, I don't know if this is in the book or not, but the, the, your your final jump scare, I guess, you know, would be yeah. after she literally breaks the the bat over Cujo's head. Oh yeah. She impales him with the bat, which you, you get two great. You yes. get you get a great impalement in this movie. You get a great impalement in the next movie too. You know. One one with a much cooler actor. Than, oh yes, uh, you do. yes, you do. But <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, after all that, Cujo's still alive after getting impaled by this. Basically, got a stake through the heart. Yeah. Basically, you know. Mm-hmm. 
something. That dog was fucking dead. I don't give a shit what you say. You see, I don't give a shit what he was. You see that closing <laughs> shot, like you're almost like you know, she she's the he jumps through the. Yeah. She's the Terminator and he's like John Connor. Like, I'm going to shoot this dog. I'm going to put an exclamation point on this film. You know? And he jumps through that fucking window and there's nothing wrong with him. No. Then face him. He hasn't got anything. There's no hole in his side or anything. He's totally fine. <laughs> Still. I think Cujo at some point in time where you didn't see him on the screen found out some hillbilly's meth lab in the woods somewhere and he just <laughs> took a whole bunch of it. And then, you know, that's why he kept going after he got that, he got impaled by that baseball bat. Oh, yeah, that's, that'll explain it. That's, there you go, you can explain Deleted scene, won't they? Deleted scene, yeah. Silbilly meth lab, for sure, you know. <laughs> that's that, that's too worrying for for your body count, people. But you didn't get that. You got you got more soap opera. Now, that's 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 the biggest flaw of this film. That That's what takes me out of it. And that's why I said, you know, I can talk about Cujo for, for you know, for this show. Not, not really shitting on it, but, you know. Because the stuff they got right, they got real right. But the stuff they got yes. wrong, maybe want to break the TV. <laughs> we're a baseball bat. With the baseball bat. With, with, a, with, a, bro- with yeah. a broken baseball bat. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got a blunt object. Get him. Oh, man. Oh, we, well, we, can, we can both agree. We both agree. The dog's the star of the field. Dog is the star of the field. So that's it. Yeah. All bloody and scarred and, you know. All wet and gooey. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'd imagine they had John Carl Buchler on this set, you know, just put the goo on him. I, I doubt it, but you know, I'd like to imagine he does because <laughs> I've heard about the, the John Carl Buchler uh, slime stories. Just keep on pouring it on, pour it on, you know. And... Well, he certainly did it with this dog. <laughs> if he if, 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 if would have done it there. Oh, fudge. That dog must have, that dog must have been so cool for letting him do that to it. <laughs> It's still like the friendliest dog ever. He's just laying down, like not doing much. Like, well, it's just just, hang, yeah. just hanging out, man. It's hot outside. Can somebody bring me a bowl of water? You know, and all of a sudden it's time to spring into action. That dog was crazy, man. When, except, you know, when he shatters a window and just didn't finish, oh, didn't yeah. finish the job. You know, just, <laughs> just leave it lie. It's good now. I scared him. I scared him real good. Oh, there was that one point in the film where it made me think of Jurassic Park for some reason. When Cujo started, yeah. like, biting at the door handles, I was like, holy oh, Lord, open the door. All of a sudden, he breaks it off. I was like, oh, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this dog was going to get smarter, man. No. He just, oh, man. It's it's, it's Cujo. You just just take, take what you can from it and, you know, move on to better King films like Christine and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. Chris, Christine is a lot better than Cujo. I'll agree with that. <laughs> and um, anything else you want to say about Cujo, man? Now's the time. We'll move on. Otherwise, oh, uh, okay. Uh, wonderful. I suppose. Uh, basically, if you haven't really seen Cujo, give it a, give it a try because all the, apart from all the soap opera, the dog is the star of the film, and you've got to watch it for the dog alone, really, because the dog is cool. Is cool. Cool Joe. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I agree about the being the star of the film and all the, all that good stuff and all that crazy dog stuff. She should have died by the baseball bat, but you know that's that's a that's a small thing. Delete, delete it, scene, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll write it ourselves. Okay, we'll write it in there and uh, some really crude uh, thing and just throw it right in the middle of the film where Cujo finds crystal meth and you know that that would explain why he survived the uh, the impalement and you know we've got to come up with some explanation because they fucking didn't. <laughs> 
But uh, Crystal Met the Side. Yes. Yeah. Crystal Met the Side. We're going to rate this bitch now. Uh, we go 1 through 10 on the show. Uh, what do you rate the film, James? Oh, well, as a fan, 7 out of 10. Okay. Personally. Uh, that's a, oh, that's as a fine. fan. That's a, it's, a, cool. it's how you feel. It's how you feel. I'm going to go um, middle of the road. So I'm going to go. I'm going to oh, give it a middle. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 5 then. It's, it's, it's a 5 yeah. rating for me. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's, that's good. That's got, I was going to stay on that because of the soap opera Because stuff. half of the film was good. <laughs> and the rest of the soap opera. Yeah. But um, right after this, we'll uh, stroll into our next film. Uh, John Carter taking a stab at the remake when we talk about Village of the Dam from 
this is Miko Hughes from Pet Cemetery and New Nightmare. You're listening to the Cinema Beef Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. At precisely 10 a.m. in a quiet seaside village, something happened. Something unexplainable. Something unbelievable. There's a lot of pregnancies, much more than would normally be expected. All the pregnancies seem to date from the day of the blackout. This town is about to discover that looks can kill. There have been a few casualties. I should say accidents that might be related to contact with the children. My daughter was involved. Who are they? They have one mind that they share between them. Father? Let us pray. You've been discussing us with Dr. Vern. What did she tell you? You're hiding something. The police can't do anything to stop the children. Get out while you can. Something so much more powerful than we'll ever be. What are you gonna do? The only thing that we can do. You can't stop us, you know. Don't try. Bills of the Dan from 1995. Uh, plot synopsis is this. An American village, it's not really a village at all, is visited by some unknown life form, which leaves the women of the village pregnant. Nine months later, the babies are born. They look normal, but it doesn't take the parents long to realize the kids are not human or humane. Uh, yeah, the original one, was it 1960 it was made? Yes. was pretty much, like, you know, the, 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 the ground, not the groundbreaker, but definitely... One of the the pioneers of the creepy kid films, you know. Oh yeah. And the, oh yeah. God, I'm sorry. Even the Simpsons, even the Simpsons spoofed it. Yeah. In the Bloodning. <laughs> yeah. If anyone remembers that, and hilarious, absolutely hilarious Bloodning. Um, thing. Tell you the truth, I'd like to see an entire movie based on that. To tell you the truth, because that, that, that was a nice. It's fun. It was a, a genuine homage to the to the film about taking taking the piss out of it, but at the same time having a, a genuine love for it, which is good. Which is the best kind of spoof. Yeah, it, they always have fun with those, and I, I always seem to enjoy them and get most of the references. There's always some that I don't get, but... Oh, even I'll get that. <laughs> those are films that I haven't seen yet, so, you know, those are one of those things. Yeah, this film, I think one of, one of the strong suits of it is it's got a bunch of folks that you know in it, you know? Yes. Like, you got Christopher Reeve and Kirstie Alley and... It's a weird cast. It is a very strange cast. weird cast, you know. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill plays a fucking priest. Yeah, yeah, he does. Which is weird. <laughs> my, my favorite clown prince of my favorite clown prince of crime plays a priest in this movie, and <laughs> that's right. I said Mark Hamill's my favorite Joker. You got a problem with that? Come on now. <laughs> oh boy. Well, he's a, he's perfectly voiced. He put he he done the voice perfectly for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda, Linda Kozlowski, Mrs. McDundee. Uh, she's in this movie. Uh, Michael Paré, who dies hilariously, is in it for like five minutes, and I'm a big, oh, I'm yes. a big fan of his because Eddie and the Cruisers and Streets of Fire. Oh yes, 
Uh, you mentioned Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's in the movie. Uh, very, very grisly Peter Jason, who's a, <laughs> who's a um, John Carpenter alum. He's in a couple of those. Oh, he is. He is. He's a, uh, yeah, oh, because him straight away, to be honest. And I went, oh, yeah, John, John, John Cobb's a re- kit regular. He was in, he played a drunk in a, a, a he played, apparently he plays a drunk in anything he plays, though, doesn't he? Well, he was in uh, Prince of Darkness, for sure. And he was in They Live, for sure. He might, I don't know, there might have been a couple other ones in there, too, he was in. But I know for sure he was in those two. Hmm. Uh, I don't even see this or not, but I, I noticed in the credits because I was a big Sarah Connor Chronicles fan. That so was Owen. That, um, the, the the passionate one, the 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 that they kind of shit the bed on this movie, in my opinion, because none of those kids in that first film had any compassion at all. They were all they were all for the cause of taking over the world, I guess. Well, yeah, yes, they were. They were all for that cause for sure. <laughs> the witness. But for some reason, they gave one of the kids in this film a conscience. Uh, the one named David. And he was played by. Doesn't really work. For he was played by Thomas Decker mm. from uh, who played John Connor in that the, 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 that series. And oh, really? I was a that's interesting. Big fan of that, and I randomly see him in the cast. I was like, who did he play? I was like, oh wow, okay. He's a midget here. He grew up to be, you know, the savior of uh, <laughs> savior of the future. I guess you call it. <laughs> Killing robots and shit. But uh. Yeah, th- this this film, I we, we we both watched the original one and the new one for this show, basically. Yes. yes. And how, how do I be subjective in saying that this one hits a lot of marks that the original one didn't do because it's not not necessarily that the, that one's better than the other one. It's just mm, the, the, the yeah. time that they were made. Like one's made in 1960, one's made in 1995. So odds are you had and and one's UK, one's US. Yes, because so. it was more believable to call the film "Village of the Damned" because they were in an actual village in, in in yes in this 1961, and it was that's what threw me off about the title and the new one that you know they obviously had to call it that because it's supposed to be a remake, and if you called it anything else, it'd be it'd be weird, obviously, you know. <laughs> yeah, but even when this movie came out, I don't think that was a very People knew what it was, like I guess like genre people knew what it was, but your average person on the street didn't know what that movie was unless they really looked into it. So I guess if you, yes. if you take John Carpenter, who's an established filmmaker, and he, the one thing I think he did well in this film was make it more horror than campy sci-fi, if that that, yeah. that, that, that does anything for you, you know? Yeah. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention, other than Paley, George Buck Flowers in this movie, people, playing a, playing yes. a drunk janitor, you know? <laughs> like he always seems to do. Who hilariously hits one of those kids in the head with a broomstick? Oh shit! That looks <laughs> like it fucking hurt, man. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, because these kids are fucking bastards. And oh yeah, there's that hilarious scene where George Buck Flower goes to the classroom for no good reason and oh no, just just strozy, just to fuck with these kids. Like you know, they're yeah. not gonna do anything to retaliate and. They put them them glowing eyes, which look like 1995 CG, and, and you know, <laughs> you can either compliment that or you or you don't, you know, for for what it is. Yeah. And they that's where you, you're you're second in, in, impaling in this movie where he takes that broomstick and he takes a swan dive off the roof into into Christopher Reeves' car and impales himself with a broomstick, <laughs> and it looks it looks good. Yeah. You get to see pretty yeah. much everything except you know going th- the 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 exit of the broomstick, but you got to assume that's what yeah, happened. It looked, it looked like um, they were filming as a PG movie, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, because there's no real gore in the film, is there? No, 
Mm. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of it in the original either, but that was made in 1960, so you got a whole lot of, like, exposition, like, where you get in this film, you know, where Mark Hamill is actually going to take out a couple of the little bastards, whereas the other yeah, guy was kind of walking away with his gun, which you get that, that, yeah. that shot, that, that long shot of, you know, the gun being put up, the the trigger yeah. being pulled. You don't see yep. the 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 blood the, the the gore coming out the back of his head because you you don't want none of that. You got that great established shot in the in the first film where the, that's all that's all you needed. So I guess if you want to go scene by scene, I think Carpenter hit a lot of those scenes right on the head. If you're, uh, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a remake, you're, I guess if you're talking about if you're talking about direction, then yes, Carpenter did, did um do a very good job of the direction. Obviously, it's John Carpenter; he's gonna do a good job of the direction. But the children themselves, I found them annoying. Yes, the yes. children. I found them extremely annoying. To say the truth, I was supposed to be scared of them, but I just, I just felt annoyed by them. I thought these kids all need a good hard spanking. To tell you the truth, let's <laughs> get, get to, um, that's, that's not a good idea. Discipline. <laughs> well, no. they're, they're very aware very early on. That's not a good idea, especially again when you see the the scene that, that you get in the original too, where you know. The, 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 the daughter's a baby that your head little bitch is a baby in the crib and yeah. her, her milk is yeah. too hot for her. So she forces the mother to stick her her, her arm in a, in a pot of boiling water and repeatedly yep. do this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's just, it's not like um, they, they've, they've got any compassion whatsoever. They're going to must be alien anyway. So I suppose they wouldn't have any compassion, mm. compassion, but, it's just, uh, as I say, the main main problem I have with the film is the fact the kids are so fucking annoying. Yes, <laughs> it's it's just it takes away a lot of the film for me in my personal. Who's, who's more annoying though, the kids or Kirstie Alley? Because Kirstie Alley is supposed to be does... your, your, your hot shot, you know, doctor who yeah. knows everything about these kids, so she knows everything they're capable of. Obviously, and she's just nonchalant about her plight. Like, yeah, she got some, she got some retinal scarring, you know, and. She's yeah. just talking yeah. shit to to the head little bitch like like it's nothing, <laughs> like she can't make her head explode with, with with one glance of them glowing green eyes and you know it's it's, oh, uh, you know, it, it, not a Kirstie Alley fan. I'm a Kirstie Alley fan too. I, I watched a lot of Cheers back in the day. It, you know, oh yeah, I I've watched Madhouse and I love Runaway and Star Trek Three and I I love a lot of stuff she's in. You know. Yeah, but she, she, her character in this film is just oblivious to her plight. I mean, she's she, I it's just, she, she's just weird casting. It is very weird casting. I mean, it's not that I can't believe Doctor Kirstie Alley. It's just the way they they. Mm. I, I must. I'm not even blaming on the writers. The way they wrote the character, it's yeah. just like she's like you know, okay, yeah, these kids are like all powerful super beings, but you know, I'm just gonna go with the flow and just keep fucking with them, and you know, just keep you know saying okay, yeah, walking away, yeah. And then she like dupes this whole town, like, yeah, we'll give you three grand a month for for your troubles, and you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like, yeah, score, guys, let's sell out our families to these scientist people, and you know, ugh. yeah, the fact that the fact that anybody agrees to that is a bit weird. Well, I guess it is like super small town, and you know, the the the, the idea of you know these people, this this great, yeah, and I think they pulled off. The, what the the occurrence that you get in the very beginning of the film, not in the very beginning, you get that in the original oh, one, but you yes. get it a bit like fifteen minutes in later. They pull that off better, yeah. and this one they do in the original one, but because you know, but then there's this great scene where in the original one where you get that exposition shot of the sheep going all in the same direction without nobody leading them. 
you know, which is yeah. pretty. I don't even call it iconic, but it's just, it's more like, okay, now you know if you didn't you didn't catch that before, but you're looking for that kind of thing. You kind of get that that represents these children that they're all thinking as one, you know. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. I'll have to ch- I'll check that out. But uh, th- this this one, <clears throat> there's a reason why I keep going back to it, and yeah, not not the the the, the cheese factor is great. Like I said, George Buck Flower just being drunk and hitting children, you know that that's <laughs> it's always a good that thing. makes me laugh, you know, especially the the fate that he got, but the. I thought Reeve was pretty powerful in his role in this film, and I think that's what, what was the glue of this film, almost. Yes, I'd say so. Not, not, so, much, not so much the kids being assholes, but Reeve's character really brought something to the film, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, he played it a lot better, in my opinion. But he's probably a better character than the, than the original guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't back in, in the, the very British um, character. Uh, yeah, Reeves did it did a lot more compassion. Apparently, it's the last movie Christopher Reeve did before he has he had his accident mm-hmm. that made him paralyzed. So that's a sad bit to it. The same year as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it right around then. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um, he has this great speech in the film where I forget. Maybe it's after the the priest dies. Maybe I don't exactly remember what happens, but he um goes to talk to them because they're all gathered in their own schoolhouse now because they're all plotting oh, to yes. disperse and I guess make more mutant babies because they want to be separated for some reason. Yeah, uh, inbreeding anyone? It's, it's really <laughs> okay. strange. The the, the, yeah. the way they, they, they say they want to be separated so they can, I guess, increase their numbers and then they go out and like have like... Because I know that they they their growth is more abnormal than other people's. Yes. So did, did puberty kick in already? So that they, they want to do that and go make some more... Because you find out in this film, which it was touched on in the, orig- in the original, yes, that it's it po- possible like, alien involvement. But in this film, one of the babies dies. <clears throat> they find they get, they get wind of this naturally. A kid yes. that Kirstie Alley has it inside of a, a glass jar inside of the, this lab. As you has, do. Yeah, as you do. That they're, they're they're just straight up aliens, and that's what you got at this movie. Yeah. That okay, these kids are aliens, but still, there's this one, this 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 David kid who's just astray from the pack. Even even when they're walking all forward, David's walking the other way, and you know that that's true. He's just not of the norm. But now the question you gotta give yourself is: was was he born the 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 the, the, the correct way or you don't really know uh, he um I think they explained it in the movie actually I, I did watch it luckily I saw it today so I still got a fresh memory of it um apparently the the one who died was supposed to be his twin or something his connection to the to because uh-huh. they're all connected to each other but apparently they they're, they're supposed to be with it go with each other. Uh, I'm guessing it's in that way, and that he was he she was going to be his because she died in stillbirth, so it never happened that way. So the oh, I just got nastier thoughts. Since they were paired up, do you think that their pairs were just going to go to these different when they want to separate them? Would they separate in pairs so they could you know this is like border on child pornography, but. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I guess when they, they became of ripe age, they could, you know, bed down with each other and make more mutant alien babies. Oh, I guess so. I was like, they don't, thankfully they don't go into that much detail about it. Probably just as good, probably a fucking good thing. <laughs> oh, it is. Because the, the way they're acting, like, oh, we're going to go and 
We're going to go, I guess, increase their influence, I guess, by increasing their numbers. That's what it it seemed like to me because this whole film is very creepy because you said the the kids, the kids are just assholes. Yeah, total. We're we're, we're all powerful and we fucking know it. And then then that's going to be it. But, you know, in in a lot of ways, it's, 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 it was campy in the 60s one. In this one, yes. they were they were they were assholes, but at the same time, they they meant business. At the same time, it, it seemed like they were more like more assertive in this one than in that sixties one. I'd say so. I'd say so. So I I, I I'm not say, I'm but... not saying I liked it better. It's just that the sixties one. It was it was camp and it was wonderful. Their their their, yeah. their eyes go white. And, you know, yes. stuff happens. You know. Yeah, so both both films are recommended by me. Just the record, all well, all three. If you count, if you can count, children of the damned as well. I gotta watch that still. I haven't watched it forever. Oh, that film's awesome. It's the best of the three, easy. In my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. They, very British, but it should be since it's British made anyway. <laughs> but it's very British. Even for, even for British movie, it's British. <laughs> but um. Well worth watching. Yeah, as far as Carpenter films goes, this is this isn't his worst film. People people shit on it a lot, but Oh I, no, no, it's not his worst. I, I think that, you know, like I said, Christopher Reeves great in it. He has this great speech where he goes to the schoolhouse and basically screaming at these kids like he's like he's got no sense because he's they even touch on this in the original film where yeah. he sees the brick wall and the brick wall has a big plot plot point in the film where you know this is how he's gonna block out their thoughts. But he, he thought about the uh, the ocean and you know Mm-hmm. Brick wall to to block. He's only figured this out apparently. Yeah. And then he gives it these kids this, this kids a speech about you know being human when they obviously don't give a fuck because they're, they're not human at all and they 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 know this. What whereas in the original one he has a whole spiel about you know do you do you think there's you know life on other planets? What do you guys think about it? Like, well well we know something but we're not gonna fucking tell you obviously you know yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly they just can't, they just shut their nails up and that was it. But these these kids in the, the remake were more like Bond villains. Like we're going to tell you our whole plot, and this is how it's going to go. And you know, and all of a sudden you got Christopher yeah. Reeve, ma- master bomb maker, who's all of a sudden is an expert in explosives. Yeah, came out of nowhere. <laughs> Did, who'd have thought it? <laughs> Nobody. All of a sudden he just builds this fucking time bomb. Why? Because it happened in the 1960s version. Okay. Yeah. I think he was like a school teacher, but I think the other one was actually some kind of doctor or theorist so it's almost believable in the 60s version that he could actually build a bomb perhaps yes yeah certainly more believable than um Christopher Reeves version yes but uh I, I like it and it's one of those things where it's, it's weird they keep going back to it because the, the, the cheese is weird and Meredith Salinger is useless the only reason why she's in the movie is because you had the one girl in the, in the 60s version who was like, I guess your Virgin Mary, I guess, because she never had sex, but all of a sudden she's knocked up, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was in the sixties version. And yeah, the, I said there's a lot of great, not a lot of a lot of actors of the time. Remember this movie? They think yes. a lot of great actors because Linda Kozlowski's not a great actor. No. P- people know <laughs> her from Crocodile Dundee. That's about it, and possibly this movie. And yeah, it's it's, it's a nice ensemble. Of you know, I, I always enjoy George George Buckflower and things because usually he yeah. usually has a drink in his hand and doing stuff, you know. And yeah, <laughs> so that was a high point of this film. Maybe having George Buckflower in any film was a high point in this film. Oh, and, definitely. And I, I wish I could have met him before he passed, but you know that 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 dream is gone. So, oh, oh god, that's a shame. But um, 
I think I'm about done. You know, anything else you want to say about this uh, movie? Well, you get to see Kirstie Alley give, give herself an autopsy. Yeah, so yes, you do, yes. Good, for no good reason. That's a pretty good eye <laughs> It's not as graphic as you expect. I know it is graphic because I say it's a PG movie. So they do it in a PG way. <laughs> well, the that that the scene was movie. really shitty because there, there was mm. that scene. Then there was the scene like way towards the beginning of the film where the lady's giving him an eye exam. And she fucks up yes. the, the 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 solution or something and burns the girl's eyes. Yes, which is where you yes. get you get the you get the retinal scarring. You know that scene was way more brutal than that scene was. Mm-hmm. You can, That's you, true. You can imagine like the pain she was feeling just by repeatedly put those drops in her eyes. You know, god damn. <laughs> and I'm thinking you retinal scarring. Oh. Yeah, so that is always pretty cool. Though. So it's almost like you know, wow, they put the save the real brutal stuff for the beginning, you know, and then yeah. they really yeah. hammed it up towards the end there. You bunch of assholes. <laughs> well, there's an interesting new, entirely new scene that wasn't in the original where they're all killing each other. The 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 guy, they're supposed to be killing the kids, and they end up the kids control their minds and they start killing each other instead. Yeah, that's quite. That's really that's actually my personal opinion. That's the best scene in the movie because it's so well directed. Action packed, basically just <laughs> craziness. Let's take these kids down with these shotguns. All of a sudden, nope, not today. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, that, that's that's what these kids' answers are. Nope, not today. Don't think so. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest for sure. They are they are some fit kids doing nasty, nasty things, and you know. And they don't give a fuck. I guess that, that's the, the best thing about this film is that they, they just don't give a shit. It, it, well, except yes. except for that one boy who's the weak link of the group, apparently. And that's only because one of the other one died. Yes. And that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's not connected to his future fuck buddy. <laughs> yeah. That is, a, that is a gross way to talk about this film. I, I'm going to go there because that's the only way I can think of them increasing their numbers. It's for them to have like a, a massive sex party when they like turn eighteen or something, you know. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. Before I before I turn oh, that's a dark. That's a dark. Good way to end it. I'm just gonna leave it alone for that point. Uh, rate this thing, man. One through ten, James. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion, I'm gonna go middle road this time. Five. Okay. I'm gonna go middle road. Uh, <laughs> For the fact that the first one's really good, but I like this one just a little bit better, you know. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a six and a half just to say that you know, yeah. watch it in in in, in form your opinion basically because Carpenter's made heavier stuff than this. Talk oh yeah. Talking to you, Ghost of Mars, you know. <laughs> I actually quite like Ghost of Mars. I like it. It's just <laughs> crazy, you know. It's like yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely crazy. <laughs> they've done a better than films. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah. That's a terrible idea. You're darn right. It would be much better to sell them into corporate slavery. Oh, come on, face it, Doug. It's tough to handle young people, <laughs> especially young women between the age of 18 and 29. I just don't. Kids. I don't know what's wrong with kids of the damned. Kids. They make you feel like you've been body slammed. Kids. A united nations of frustrations felt. They'll control your mind and to be graphic. They'll make you play in traffic. Kids, how can we control the kids of the damned? 
kids, even though they're geniuses when examined. Why can't they be like Danny or really bland like Chris? Why aren't kids of the damned like this? Yeah, why not? Kids! Oh, these kids, they just won't obey yet all. Kids won't go back to school when it's time for fall. Kids make me see red when all their eyes turn white. White as winter snows in Oklahoma. You think they have glaucoma? Kids, children of the damned making all that noise. Kids, though they're in the church, they ain't altar boys. Why can't they be like rerun, harmless and dumb and fat? Oh, why aren't kids of the damned like that? Yo, if those kids keep it up, they'll grow up to be like, uh, Jerry Springer. Or they'll grow up to be on Jerry Springer. Kids who make their mothers marry transvestite clergymen on the next Springer. Ah, oh, shut up, will you? Dream Dusty Rose Davis. I'm coming to you live and in living color. Speak to you, the American people. A podcast called Silver and Gold Daddy. And you know that the American Dream Dusty Rhodes knows how to bring home the gold, Daddy. And just like Henry Silva. Sticking Barbara Boucher's head inside a sow hanging from the ceiling. Silver and gold will stick it to you. Stick it to your ears. Stick it to your mouth. Your eyes. Your nose, daddy. And all points in between. They'll take your listening pleasure. And stick it between a sow's caucus. Hanging from the ceiling, daddy. Silver and gold. We talk about movies and shit. Find us on iTunes or silverandgold.com. <laughs> Greetings, fellow Italians. This is Baby Skeletor, and I am here to talk about one of my favorite podcasts in the entire universe, namely the Creepy Catch Podcast. Here, Sins, Stace, and other guests, along with Editor Lou, give you your semi-regular dosage of double features of excellent horror movies, horror crushes, and weekly fuck-offs. You can find the show at creepykitch.blogspot.com or by searching for Creepy Kitch in iTunes. Listen to the show, or I swear, I will pee in your butt. And I am quite sincere about that <laughs> all right james after the the dog's been shot and all the the the, the child possible uh you know molestation happens over here you know who knows not for me but for, they're gonna molest themselves i guess is there anything you'd like to push good sir under the my listening audience Oh, just come join my community on who filmed this shit face on Facebook. Who filmed this shit? Tommy, who filmed this shit on Facebook? You'll find me there. Uh, have a look around. You'll be able to find all information you want. I write short stories sometimes on there, just for fun. I, I do. I do podcasts. Obviously, you'll see the links going up on there all the time when, when, when I do when I, when I finally do them again. 
and things like that. So just come on there, come on to Who Filmed This Shit Community, please, because I hope you guys will come because you'll enjoy it. <laughs> That's what I've got to say, really. Great, and I'll post that link in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, still looking for those iTunes reviews, guys. I, I might have something else for you in a couple weeks to add to the the pile of goodies because my 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 shows keep increasing. So you know, you, you guys can oh yeah, you guys can rate more shows of mine and you know have more church, more more chances to win. Uh, you, the way to do that is you can go to iTunes and you guys can rate Cinnamon Beef Podcast or Sausage Fest reviews or two drink minimum commentaries. Or the bird in the beard, or sloppy seconds, and then you have five chances to win, which is an increasing number of of, of, of gifts for you people, which include a couple autographs, and probably I'm going to another show a week from this weekend, a week from yeah, a week from today actually, I'll be at a show, and uh, I might pick up another goodie for you guys there from somebody that's possibly there, you know, so check it up, uh, vote early and often, you know, we'd appreciate it. You know? Uh, yeah, besides that, join the Cinnamon Beef Facebook group. Uh, check out Sloppy Seconds on the Horophilia Network. Uh, me and Eric doing our sequel thing over there, having a great time doing that. And, um, yeah, two drinking commentaries is happening. I have every Friday, never record one, so every Wednesday that comes out. It's probably my most frequent show that comes out every week because it's really easy to get a group of guys together. And I, I was drinking last night myself, so that, that, that Silco and Orange Juice made me fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I never do that in my own shows. But um yeah, with that, uh Bo, our webmaster, wishes for you to go to legionpodcast.com and click on the donate button. And if you guys feel like giving something to uh our little troop of, of podcasters and podcasts alike to pay for a domain and all that crap and all that good stuff, uh myself, Bo and the rest of our crew, motley crew would appreciate that and you don't have to. It's just something you could do, you know. But, uh, yeah, as always, here at the Sin Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. See you guys soon.
conversation to peace Water staring you in the face Dressed in black With a helmet fits Trained and appropriate for the malcontents For the disproportion malcontents The little boy smiled in a low Children with their fully automatics, they like to push the wig around. Watch a little children with their fully automatics, they like to push the wig around. Watch a little children with their fully automatics, they like to push the wig around. 